We are holding, we're holding in Mishnah, what we're calling Mishnah Hay. Remember yesterday we did Mishnah Dalet, but we split it in half because there's certain Gersalists that split up the Mishnahis. So we are splitting up this Mishnah over here. This is Mishnah Hay, Rabbi Yochanan ben Baroika Oimeh. Okay? You with me? It's very important. Rabbi Yochanan ben Baroika Oimeh. Kolamachalel shem shomayim b'seisa. Anyone that causes a chilol Hashem b'seisa defined as in private... Right, not in front of people. It doesn't in secret. Nifroi mimenu begoloi. They basically extract from him the punishment in front of everyone publicly. Echod shoigeg veechod mezid bechilol Hashem. Okay, so there's obviously a lot to discuss over here. There's a lot to discuss. The first thing is obviously what is the connection between the previous Mishnah and this Mishnah, which again in many Midrashos it's one Mishnah. But we're reading it as two, but what's the connection? There's always a connection between the previous Mishnah and the Mishnah before. If you remember, we talked about this by the Hashkocha Protest series that we started on Sunday. One of the things that I mentioned, which I think it, it may apply over here, but not in the most direct way, was Menachem, how every, almost every parish in the Torah starts with a Vav Dovi. Why does it start with a Vav? So Ravik the Miller says it's a continuation, this Vav and. So, there's always a continuation between one mission and another one. The same is, by the Torah, the same thing also by Torah There's always a connection between things. The Mishnahis often have connection between them. So, what is the connection over here? So, the Major Shmuel over here on the Mishnahis quotes over here, he brings a ritva, that he says that the previous Mishnah, or part one in the same Mishnah, however you learn it, is ma'oid uh, ma'oid, that a person should be very, very humble. And that's what we said. And so much so, says the Mishnah over here, that if a person sees the Shem Shemaim being Nishalav, there's a Chil Hashem happening, then he has to make sure that he does not remain humble, and he does something about it. Now, it's Enochanami that a person has to be humble, there are certain times that calls for not being humble, and stepping up to the plate, and doing what needs to be done. And that's why there's a continuation, explains the Medjah Shmuel, again, from the Ritva over here. But I want to mention as well something over there, which is also very important. When the Shem Shomayim is being mischalal in that situation, and you step up to the game and don't say, well, I'm such a humble guy, who am I? I can't do anything. Not saying to be a Balgaiva. Not to be a Balgaiva. Not to be a Balgaiva. No, that's what the Rabbim says. Never be a Balgaiva. That's not a meter that you sometimes use. But be very, very, very humble. But this mission is telling you, yes, you have to be humble, but sometimes you have to use the koichas, the strengths, the character traits that you do have in a situation where there's a shame, Shemayim is being mischalal. Not a steerer, no. Now let's explain it, okay? Machal, are you with us? Very important you cite. The, um, Achil Hashem, by the way, Tuvi, is probably one of the worst averas that a person can ever do. Menachem, yeah? One of the worst averas a person could do is Achil Hashem. In fact, so much so, there is only one Eli, one Kapora that a person can get. What's the Kapora that a person can get? from doing Chil Hashem. Obviously he has to do Tshuva. No. Death. The only thing that is ever Kapora for Chil Hashem is when you die. Meaning, basically, there can be, Rafal, there can be no Kapora, there can be no Kapora, that, there can be no Kapora in this world for a person that is Machal Hashem Shemaim. It's one of the greatest Averis. Now, before we move on to something which I want to discuss, why is it so bad? Why is it that being Mechal Shem Shemayim, 
desecrating Hashem's name is so difficult, it's so bad, that only Misa will be the Kapora. Of course, you have to do Tshuva while you're alive. But the full Kapora, says the Rabbah Menuchus Tshuva, is when you die. Right? In other words, you do Tshuva by doing clapping al Menachem, by doing Vidoi, right? But the actual Kapora does not end there. The actual Kapora is when you die. Why is Chil Hashem so bad? Bad PR. So the answer, the answer is, no, he's saying very good. Don't, no, no, he's saying very, very good. The answer is, the greatest act that a person could do in this world, and, and theoretically, if you look through every mitzvah and every commandment that the Torah gives us, is to be Mikadashim Shemaim. By doing the mitzvahs, by becoming better people, by becoming people that come closer to the Rabbani Shalom. We ultimately become people that are Mikadashim Shemaim. So much so that when a person looks at a, a person, he says, Ah, Eli, praiseworthy. The Gemara says, praiseworthy of the parents that gave birth to him. Because he's such a special person, right? That's the highest thing that a person can have. Kiddush Hashem is being Mekadoshem Shemayim. By the way, one of the reasons, Mailach, why we're waiting for Mashiach is not because we want all the Tzoros to go away. Of course we do. We want all the Tzoros to go away. But that should not be our Kavona. Yiskadal v'yiskadal Shemei Rabbah is what? Is we want to glorify and exalt the name of the Rabbi Nishram. It's the highest thing. When Mashiach comes, and there's a Beis HaMikdash, and there's a Gilo HaShchina, ultimately what's happening is, is the Rabbi Nishram's name is known in holiness amongst the entire world and all nations, and it's clear to everyone. That's the greatest thing that can be. Kiddush Hashem is the greatest act that a person can do. Therefore, if that's the case, then it follows that Chilal Hashem is the worst thing that a person can do. Because you've done the opposite of Kiddush Hashem. And that's why the only thing that can really be a kapara for a person after making a chil Hashem is dying, not being in the world anymore. Because calls money in the world that chil Hashem still has some kind of remnants. Now, chil Hashem, unfortunately, is used a little bit. Um, I would say it was used, it's used a bit easily. You know, ah, it's a chil Hashem, it's a chil Hashem, it's a chil Hashem. We have to know what a chil Hashem, okay? We have to understand what a chil Hashem means. Right? But if anybody would look at Jews in a bad way based on what you're doing, if you're doing something wrong, that generally will be a Chil Hashem. Now, if you're doing something right and people don't know it, that's not really a Chil Hashem. I'll give you an example. Somebody called up Ramosha and Ramosha finally said, Rebbe, you're Machal Shabbos. And he said, whoa, I have a heavy statement. I'm the God, like, I'm Machal Shabbos. What does that mean? He says, yeah, I saw you going in the car after I lit candles. So he explained to her, he said, let me tell you something. Hadlaka Saneir is on Shabbos, is when a woman is Makabal Shabbos. A man is not Makabal Shabbos after that, until he goes to Shun and he says, whatever, you know, L'chadoidim is Mashiach Shabbos, whatever it is, he's Makabal Shabbos. A woman is when she lights candles, a man is later. So therefore, I was doing nothing wrong, because as long as it's before Shki, I'm not Makabal Shabbos. But then he, from that time onwards, he decided, I'm no longer going in a car. They just pick him up, take him to Yeshiva for davening. So he said, I'm no longer going that, because if anybody looks at me thinking that's wrong, I can't do it. Now, Rav Moshe did that because he was on that level. He was the God Ladar, and never he had to be extra careful. But for, one second, one second. But for most of us, we wouldn't do that. Why? Because the general klal is that when something is muta, even though people don't know that it's muta, then the answer is that's not called the Chil Hashem. But I will say, one second, we'll do the questions in a moment. I will say that there are certain things and times that we find that a Yid should go Lefnim Mishra Setin just to make sure that nobody assumes he's doing something wrong and obviously consequently doesn't cause a Chil Hashem. One of the greatest examples 
is the Gemara in Yuma Peivav Amalalaf, where the Gemara brings us in Yuma a famous story, a famous story that we find that many tzaddikim were machmah on themselves things to make sure that nobody would assume they're doing something wrong. One example, the Gemara in Yuma Peivav tells us about Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan says, I'll quote to the Loshan, Kugoyin ani, like me, shaholech arba amas beloi Torah beloi tefillin. Rabbi Yochanan said about himself, and if he would walk four Amas without learning Torah and without having Tefillin on, that is a Chilal Hashem. The other Amorim over there said about themselves examples of not, of buying things with credit. Now, we would look at it and say, oh my gosh, that's not, that's not considered to be a Chilal Hashem. What's wrong with that? But again, for their level, that was a Chilal Hashem. What we have to understand is on our level. In other words, when we do something, and by the way, we are often posed with this when we leave the four walls of the Bish Medrash, we leave the yeshiva, you leave the building, and you go out, whether it's in Otisrael, whether it's in Chutzah, it's, it's irrelevant. People are looking at you in a certain way. People have an understanding, and it could be right or wrong, that yeshiva bochum should be on a higher level. Now, it's true, and they should be. And I'm not saying it always happens that way, but we have a certain responsibility, number one, as a yeshiva bochum, but number two, as a yid. You know, we often think, that if we dress, uh, my, um, I give an example. My wife went away together with her sisters for a few days. They went to a, a, a place in Europe, and they saw a bunch of Yidin over there. Yeshiva Bochum, that didn't look like Yeshiva Bochum. So they went over there. They went over there. They went over there, went over to them and said, you know, someone speaking, you know, hey, Shalom, how are you? They're like, how do you know we're Jewish? How do you know we're Jewish? Right? So they, they had this idea that if you, you know, get rid of your, you know, uh, I guess your jacket and your yarmulke and whatever it is and your white shirt, then nobody knows you're Jew, right? It doesn't work that way. Everybody knows that you're Jewish when you're walking around. Right? Rabbi Pesach Kronos is a famous story, right? He was in Germany in a, in a hotel. He was in the lobby over there. And he was very inconspicuous. He's wearing his cap, so nobody would know he's Jewish. And he's, and he's, and he's, and he's, and he's got his newspaper. And he's reading it carefully, you know, inconspicuously. Nobody knows who I am, right? And all of a sudden, in the middle of this lobby, there's a pianist there on the side playing nice classical music. All of a sudden, it goes to Havanagila, right? So he puts down the newspaper. He thinks to himself, there wasn't a single Jew to be found over here. Why would a pianist in a German hotel with no Jews be paying Havanagila? He puts down the newspaper and looks at the pianist. The pianist looks at him and says, like, it's for you. It's for you. He's like, what? How do you know? Wherever you go... Whether it's the nose, not the nose, I don't know what it is, but it's something, they figured it out. They'll always, they'll always figure it out. Therefore, therefore, Rabbi Say. Therefore, therefore, yes, when you go on your Cholamoy trip and you've got your red, bright red fluorescent cap with all the kids, they figure it out, right? The point is, wherever you go, you're on show. Chavetz Chaim says this. Chavetz Chaim says that every Yid is a soldier of the Rabbi Shalalam, and we have to act that way. We have a responsibility. And if we have a responsibility, we have to live up to our responsibility, because if we don't, then the Chilal Hashem that we cause can be very, very lethal. As the Mishnah says over here, as the Mishnah says so clearly over here, that what happens is when a person is Mechalal Shem Hashem, when a person is Mechalal Shem Shemaim, when he does things that... You know, as we see, uh, the, the, the Aveira over here is what brings Nifram Imenu Begolo, even Besesa. Even when he does it in private, right? Even when he does it in private, a person has to realize it will be accountable. By the way, there's also a very important Yisrael over here to remember as well, is that people think that when you do something in private, nobody's going to know about it, no one's going to find out about it. Eli. However, the Mishnah is telling us over here, it always comes out. It always comes out. You can do whatever you want. 
You can do whatever you want, but at the end of the day, whatever you do will eventually become evident to people. As the Mishnah says over here, there is no way that an improper act will ever be concealed. And therefore, Echel Hashem that you do, and by the way, let me just add another small Nakuda to this as well. Every Avera is Echel Hashem. Every Avera that you do is Echel Hashem. And the reason for that is, because when a person does an Avera, he's causing... One second, one second, one second. When a person does an Avera, he's causing the Shem Shemayim to be Mishalal. Instead of being the Kaddish Shem Shemayim. It doesn't only have to be in front of people. And that's what this Mishnah is very, very much sort of highlighting. We think often, when we do the right things, it's in front of everyone. If you do, no, things are not so good. If we do it in front of no one, no one knows about it. That's not the case. When we do it, Menoni Hashem knows. Everyone's going to know about it. You've caused the Chil Hashem, which can cause untold results. And therefore, we have to be careful. We, we all know the stories of people. Right, we're familiar with names of people that we found out things about them that they had been doing years ago or even recently, and it was the biggest chelal Hashem. Why? They did things in private. They did things that shouldn't be done. Whatever it is, again, we're not going to go into it. It's irrelevant what it is. It's not our our topic. The point is, it always comes out into the open. Don't ever think that you can conceal something bad. It doesn't work. It comes out into the open, and the Chil Hashem, it causes. Maybe you can see that from the stories that we've heard of in the last few months, whatever it is. Stories of people that did things that were not good. The Chil Hashem, that cause of what people are saying. How can people like that do that? Do you know what that does? What that causes in the world, what it does for people? It's terrible. The Chil Hashem is everlasting in the world. And therefore, we have to be so careful that when we do things, we do them to cause the Kiddush Hashem. We walk around knowing that we're walking around, that we have an opportunity to Mekadoshem Shemayim in whatever we do, in the business activities that we do, in the interactions that we have with other people, in the relationships we have with other people. It's very, very important to remember at all times that we are people that have an, an opportunity and we have a responsibility, and that responsibility should be taken seriously.